Hi, I'm Doug the Neighbor and welcome to my podcast coming to you from the Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. And this is a very special podcast because we have a very charming guest here tonight and we are looking forward to interviewing her and her name is Carlin Biddle and we will be chatting with her in just a couple of minutes. Carlin, glad to have you here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Doug. Okay. And to my podcast listeners around the world, yes, I'm Doug the Neighbor. This is the Possum Trot Studios in awesome Austin, Texas, when we are in our fourth year and we are in 27 countries around the world. To our past listeners, our regular listeners, you know that we have a little uh, uh, housekeeping to do before we begin. And I would like to give Carlin a a tour of the Possum Trot Studios. And the first thing that we are going to do is introduce her to Jojo Bear, our vice president in charge of production and drinking all of the Dr. Pepper. So say hello to Jojo Bear up there, Carlin. Hi, Jojo Bear. Cheers to you. (laughs) And next to him, we have Cowboy Otis. And Cowboy Otis is in charge of security, making sure that all the guests are comfortable, safe, and secure. And he is a very scary guy. He is very scary, but yeehaw to you. Yes, yes, he's very, very scary. Okay, and also up there, you'll notice that there is a bag of dried prunes. We did a podcast with a a friend of mine named Bill Belford. We call him Bill Buffalo. He's a stand-up comedian, and we did a podcast with him, and he sent over a bag of dried prunes. I think there's a subtle message there uh, concerning our podcast and we really enjoy talking with Bill Buffalo. Now over here you will see that we have our uh, Longhorn mug right here uh, from uh, Jerome Murray. We did a podcast with Jerome and he's a very very funny man and he has his own podcast right now very very funny now man and then we did a podcast with Ashley Ferguson and Chris Barber a couple who live down the street here and this is some products from their company Reset Biosciences yeah very very nice now let me introduce you to some artwork I need your opinion Over here on the wall, we have two logos that were submitted to us by a young pal of ours we call the E. And I would like to have your opinion of the two logos for Doug the Neighbor. The orange diamond one or the round uh, uh, circle DTN logo. Which one do you like, Carla? I like the round circle one. It has the little microphone in there. Yes. I like it. Okay, yes. And you see the poster down below there. Uh, that was also done by the E for our Possum Trot Flipper Walk, where we raised money for uh, Dell Children's. We held that on June 11th this year uh, uh, here uh, in the in the neighborhood. Uh, yes, t- walking up Possum Trot in flippers. And we raised $30. this year, $2,100 last year, so it was an effort for Dell Children's. We did that for her, and that is one of her posters right there. So we're always very happy to uh, have her artwork here. Now also let me introduce you to 
Charlie Bluebell. He is the Possum Trot uh, uh, mascot here, at the, and he is such a sweetie. And Charlie Bluebell comes from Brenham, Texas, home of Bluebell Ice Cream. Isn't My that sweet? Ice cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he is our mascot here. Okay, and if you'll notice here on the wall, this Doug the Neighbor painting, which was done by Noah Gould from Santa Cruz, California. This is a gift from Mike McNeil, one of our neighbors who I did a podcast with, and he gave me this uh, painting. It's really cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah, the it microphone looks like it's over lit here. Up. Yeah, it looks like it's lit up. He did. Okay, so he did a really, really uh, good job concerning that, and we certainly, certainly appreciate that. So this is the tour of the uh, Possum Trot Studios. Now let us continue here and get on over to the weather window. Yes, podcast listeners, Doug the Neighbor podcast listeners, it is hot 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 h-o-t-t-t-t that's how we spell it that's texas talk hot here in awesome austin texas are you standing up to it can carl um if i'm inside i'm standing up to it it is hot we cook uh, pizza in our mailboxes and the sidewalks are now wearing sunscreen it is really hot and i saw that we've had over 50 days of 100 degree weather with no break in sight it is really really something it's too many days and we're nine nine inches behind on our water or rain for the year it is really really something okay that is the weather window let's move on to the sports the doug the neighbor uh, sports report our texas rangers are 48 and 60 they are in third place in the west 21 games back it's a really really sad sad season and i'm wearing my lucky texas ranger cap and it just doesn't seem to be working tonight for the next three uh, days we have a a series against uh, houston three game series and it's just horrible and for and here is a rant doug the neighbor's opinion i expressed an opinion that attendance in major league baseball is down seven percent the all-star game uh ratings uh, tv ratings were down 10 percent major league baseball has serious serious problems and one of the reasons is the fans are losing interest because here in the austin area and doug the neighbor we cannot watch the texas rangers or the houston astros are they not on tv no that's stupid. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. We're 300 miles from Ranger Stadium, 250 miles from the Astro State. You know, it doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense. We it can makes... all like go down and you know on the weekends, take yeah. like a trip or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They're not even. But they're they're us. on regular network as Philadelphia Mets or Yankees Boston or something. But here in this area, it's terrible. It's terrible. So Doug the neighbor has decided, and we've been doing this for the last uh, for the last couple of months. Podcast. We are promoting the Savannah Bananas. The Savannah <laughs> Bananas play in the Coastal Plains League for the summer. It's a summer league, and this man. Uh, uh, I can't remember the owner's name, but the Savannah Bananas. Please look it up on their. Uh, 
up on their website. They play in the Coastal Plains League. They in the Western Division. They are 34 and 14, and they won the Western Division. And their games are sold out. Now the stadium is 6,200 people, but on streaming they get another 20,000 people. It's probably because they rhyme. Right. <laughs> well, they also have some very interesting rules uh, because they only play seven innings. Or, excuse me, they only play two hours. Oh, I'll, they should all be like that. I lose, I lose concentration after like thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they're in these yellow, uh, yellow outfits. Uh, they have some crazy rules in the game. The game is still baseball. But it is fan-friendly. One of the things they do is single-price ticketing. So that you buy a ticket, you get a dog and a beer. As opposed to being nickel and dime for the game. And then after the game, there's always a dance party. So it's not like, come on in, get your money, and then leave. Now they have parties after the games. All of their games for the rest of the season. against And to Friday, they're playing, Friday the 18th, they're playing the party animals. Where are the party animals from? I don't know. The Philadelphia party animals? <laughs> anyway, so that is the Savannah Bananas. And Doug the Neighbor has been uh, promoting the Savannah Bananas uh, because they've changed, they are changing the name, uh, the game with different rules and making it entertaining and fan-friendly. And on that note in baseball, the Little League World Series opens up in Williamsport starting uh, August 17th through the 28th. And I always love watching those little guys get out there and play baseball. It's absolutely fantastic. Now, moving on, we have, uh, we've been following our uh, gal pal AP. Uh, she is known as the Bolton Bolt, and she is a marathon runner. Listen to this. She has run Boston, New York, Houston, Austin, and now she's getting ready for Chicago on October 10th. Two months from now, she will be running in Chicago. Okay, now I texted her this morning to ask how she's doing, and this was her text, and I'll read it to her. She's still running a couple of easy weeks before the big buildup. She did a sprint triathlon last weekend, 500 meters swim, 12-mile bike, and 2-mile run. She did better than expected. Last Sunday, 13 miles uh, marathon run, short, had be a, that would be a half marathon, and then a 15 miles this Sunday. And she's done about 36 miles for this week, and she's starting to build up her mileage. Wow, that's yeah. insane. There's and we call her the Bolton Bolt, and we have been following her, and she is just, I get I get cramps putting on my socks, and she's doing this. Uh, going, so we are all behind the Bolton Bolt, okay, AP. Now, in Doug the Neighbor podcast has been following a neighbor of mine. Her name is Kennedy Swan. She graduated from Mississippi last year and joined, is on the Epson Tour in golf. Ooh. And she was NCAA golf champion last year, and now she's on the Epson Tour. And the easiest way to describe it is an Epson, the Epson Tour is a pro tour, and she... Uh, 
the top 10 people join the LPGA. They get a card to join the LPGA. And this last weekend, uh, Kennedy Swan, and she is a cute little redheaded, freckle-faced golfing dynamite. That's how we refer to her. And the people who follow her on our email list, we call ourselves the Swannies. She uh, played in the French Lick Charity Classic in French Lick, Indiana. She made the cut, and she tied 22nd with a plus four, four over, and she made $3,767 in prize money. That's awesome. Congrats. Yes, one year out of college, and she's getting after it. So we have been following her. Uh, she's a cute little gal. She, she worked over in high school. She worked over here at Lions Golf Course. So she's a real cute little gal getting after it, and we love to hear about people who are getting after it. Now, one little thing here. We, uh, Doug the Neighbor and his usual unusual sports, uh, we have been following a couple of our neighbors. Okay. They are Alley Bats and Jupiter Moose. Alley Bats and Jupiter Moose. And Alley works, is a manager at the CVS. And Jupiter Moose is a manager at the HEB. Okay? And they have on their cell phones, they have steps or mileage mm -hmm. for health things. So we have been following their steps ever since uh, about last oh, March oh. or something like that, April. And this week, because it is truck day. Inventory comes in, has to bend over, pick up, unbox, put it on up. Okay, Allie at the CVS did 10,346 steps. Ooh, get it, Allie. And Jupiter Moose over at the HEB did 10,052. Now, that's down. Their steps are down. Oh. Because she said it was light inventory. <laughs> <laughs> So we have been following these people. So if you wish to stay in shape, make a few bucks, go get a job over at HEB or over at CVS on truck day and do all of this work. And I've seen these gals. They're skinny. They're in shape. <laughs> Walking will do it too. Yeah, yes, yes. So that is the sports report for us. And now let us proceed with the uh, guest, our guest for today, we have a pal here, a neighbor pal of mine, named Carlin Biddle. And Carlin, I'm very, very happy to have you here. I'm super happy to be here. Today. Okay, let's have a little sip of our Dr. Pepper here. Yes. All right, a great product from Waco, Texas. We are glad to have you here because Doug the neighbor, two neighbors chatting over a Dr. Pepper. That's exactly it. I'm okay, very so, forward to so it. first off, Carlin. Uh, what is your name? My name is Carlin Biddle. <laughs> Biddle. B yes. B-I-D-D-L-E. Oh, very, very interesting. Now, how did we meet? Um, we met when I was leaving my house and you were walking down the street. I had a mouth full of pretzels and <laughs> we just started chatting. There were people that were walking past us and you knew them and you just knew everybody. And I had to get to know you too. I'm Doug the Neighbor. <laughs> and that resulted in your new nickname. Yes, Pretzel Girl. <laughs> pretzel Girl, that's right, that's right, okay. So, we're very happy, oh, excuse me, that Dr. Pepper does re return. Oh, 
Excuse me, let me just have a little sip of this. Excuse me, folks. <laughs> Great product. Okay, we call this verbal reality here, you see. So this is the way the neighbor's chatting. Now, where were you born, Carla? I was born in Chandler, Arizona. Okay, where's Chandler, Arizona? Oh, it's um, outside of Phoenix. It's a suburb of Phoenix. Oh, oh a suburb. Yes. Uh, uh, okay. How, how did your family get to uh, Chandler, Arizona? Uh, my dad was relocated, so my whole family is from Texas, um, and okay. my dad was relocated to Arizona, and then I was born. Oh, okay, <laughs> you were born. And uh, have you ever done your DNA? I have done my DNA, yes. Um, Any surprises or anything like that? Not a ton of surprises. Um, I think there's some hidden gems, I think, on my dad's side. I don't know a ton about his side. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, Doug the neighbor, who uh, can't sleep at night and spends his time on Wikipedia and Google Maps looking up things, I looked up your name, Ooh. Biddle Name. And the Biddle Name is very, very interesting. In fact, you are American royalty. Ooh, I feel fancy now. There are, <laughs> <laughs> well, you are, and, and it, it's well-deserved, your name. You are connected, the Biddle family is connected to four different families from the Mayflower. Wow. I know. The idea. Brewster, the Howland, the Tilly, and the Rogers family. And I found this all on Wikipedia. Four different, your name, your family is connected to four other families on the, uh, from, from the Mayflower. That's insane. I had no idea I was right. To right. Mayflower. And your your family, once they got here, of course, they spread out. They started in Pennsylvania, but then they ended up in Michigan and here and there and there, spread out. But within your family, you have politicians, commodores, generals, and uh, uh, lay people uh, of who have spread across the country. I had no idea there were that many of them. <laughs> yes, yes, and it's very, very easy to I've think. never met another uh, Biddle before. So. You've never met, well, there was a famous uh, Commodore during the American Revolution, and during World War II, there was a General Biddle. So, very famous people. And this is what else I found. There were two people with the Biddle name that are very, very interesting. There was a uh, Biddle who had a little bit of money and Disney made a movie about him in 1967 called The Happiest Millionaire. Oh my God, I have a movie after my family? That's yes, cool. Yes, and, and it starred Fred McMurray. Now, Fred McMurray was on Three Sons, but before that, he was big, big time Hollywood act, movie actor. Wow. And the movie also this. starred Greer Garson. Know who Greer Garson is? Oh, you don't? No. Uh, she uh, she was in the Magnificent Amberson. She was I lived in Dallas, and I think she passed away in Dallas. Lived in Dallas for a long, long time. Married a Texan. Greer Garson is big in Texas. Oh, I'm wow. not sure if she's from Texas, but uh, Fred McMurray is California guy, but clean cut guy. But he was a big time movie star. Then he got into My Three Sons. But in 1967, he was the star of a movie called The Happiest Millionaire and was all about a relative of yours named Bill. I'm going to be watching this movie as soon as this podcast. <laughs> the Happiest Millionaire. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I believe it was a Broadway musical. Oh, it is a musical too? Yeah, I believe I've... it was a musical first and then it was uh, became a movie. 
I'm going to be watching this, and okay. I will be finding all the stuff. And then, then some really good stuff in your family, and you know something about this. I do. This is my favorite part of my family history. <laughs> <laughs> there is a woman named Sydney Biddle Barrels. Back when I lived in New York City back in the 80s, uh, she was a socialite. And she became known as the Mayfair Madam for promoting prostitution. She had yes. her own business, and she had lots of clients, and then she finally got arrested and uh, uh, made all sorts of great scandal and got known as the Mayfair Madam. Her name was Sydney Biddle Barrows. We love a good woman entrepreneur in the family. <laughs> <laughs> She's making a, a woman's got to do what a woman's exactly. got to do. Exactly, got to make ends meet. Yeah, got to make ends Oldest meet. profession. Right, right, and that was 1984. So I did look up the Biddle name. Now, this is very interesting, and uh, of course, let's continue on. Uh, I introduced you to uh, Jojo Bear up there. Did you have a uh, teddy bear when you were growing up? I sure did. I had a Care Bear. His name was Lucky Bear. Lucky Bear? You still have Lucky Bear? I still have Lucky Bear. He does not come out very often. He is in the closet. <laughs> in the closet? Why yeah. is he in the closet? He's in the closet because I don't want my dog Peaches to eat him. So okay. he just stays in a safe place. <laughs> stays in a safe place. So, yeah. And you have a dog named Peaches? I do. And did you have dogs when you were growing up? I did. I had a yellow lab named Toby. A Toby? Okay. Yes, he was yeah. a handful. <laughs> yeah, he was a handful. And when you were growing up, did you have any nicknames? Um, we no. call you Pretzel Gal now. What do you do? Nothing that exciting. Um, everyone just called me KB. It was just my initials. K KB. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Now, now, where did you go to high school? Um, I went to high school in Chandler, Arizona. The name of the high school is Chandler. Chandler High. Chandler yeah. High. Were you the Lions, Tigers, or Bears? Oh, my. No. <laughs> Good. We were the Wolves. Go oh, Wolves. Wolves. Okay. Now, you're very charming. Were you a cheerleader or were you uh, in choir or played volleyball? What did you do in high school? No, I was in the marching band and then I did photography. Oh, this is too good. This is too good. Marching band. What did you play in the marching band? I played the mellophone, which is a marching French horn. A marching French horn. So, yes. okay, I think of a big tuba. You look a little frail to be hauling around a tuba, so it's something, a French horn is smaller? It just looks like a big trumpet. Looks like a big trumpet. Yes. Okay. How did you get into that? Uh, my mom played the mellophone. My aunt played the mellophone. My no whole kidding. family is a band family. My my grandfather's in the Texas Bandmaster Hall of Fame. So we, I was no forced, kidding. forced to be in the marching band. Your <laughs> grandfather was in the Texas Marching Band Hall of Fame? Mm -hmm. The Texas Bandmasters Hall of Fame. So for all band directors. And then his dad was also in it. Um, as well. So you are a musical family. <laughs> yes, on my mom's side we are very musical. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely fantastic. Now, uh, do, do, do you sing? Do you play the piano? What, what, what I you... do, yeah. I sing, um, I play the piano, tinker on the piano. Uh, oh. I just moved so uh, into a house so I'm looking for a piano now. Okay, uh, now that it'll, it'll pop up. It'll pop up. Hopefully. <laughs> well, Doug the neighbor will help you look. Yes, I'd love some connections. Get a piano. Uh, oh, start okay. a band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, start a band. Hey, this is America. Exactly. This is awesome Austin, Texas. There's three things here. There's tacos, geeks, and music. And I'm all three. <laughs> <laughs> so why aren't you starting a band? 
you're ready to start okay now you do you do you write your own stuff do you come lyrics or something like that no i can just hear something and then i can play it okay well i'm fairly decent at rhyming i'm fairly decent because it helps me to memorize things you know what do they call that monomics or something like that you you put a you put words to something and it, it helps you uh memorize it or something like that yeah i i know what you're talking about i don't know the name of it <laughs> right well i drive people nuts because i'll come up with these little rhyming couplets of stupidity <laughs> you know but it just helps me now this is very interesting now when you were in high school did you have a job I did. I had several jobs. My favorite was when I was a waitress uh-huh. at a diner. It was like a 50s-style diner. In? In Chandler, Arizona. And um, what was it, the name of the restaurant? It was called Ruby's Diner. You think they're still open? Um, not in Arizona, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, okay. They're, they're, and, and you were a waitress, and this was a high school job? Yes, it was. So I made milkshakes. It was, you know, burgers. Very, like, 1950s. Uh, and all your vibes. high school buddies come on in, too? Yes. I gave away a lot of free French fries. That's <laughs> why I was no longer employed there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you little rascal. <laughs> okay. So uh, now, where did you go to college? Um, I went to college in Tempe. I went to Arizona State University. Whoa. So now to our podcast listeners around the world, Arizona State University is in Tempe, uh, Arizona, just outside of Phoenix, and it has a party school reputation. So I'm going to ask our guest, Carlin, here, one of three questions. Okay. Did you graduate? Did you get pregnant? Did you go to jail? I did graduate, I did not get pregnant, and I did go to jail. <laughs> so congratulations! You had a great time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question, let's back up a little bit. Uh, you went to ASU. What's the mascot there? Uh, it's the Sun Devil. Oh, the Sun Devils. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Okay, all right. Now, what did you? Uh, gra- what was your degree in? It was political science. Political science. Oh, politics interest you then? Does it interest you now? Um, It interested me then. It interests me now. I just didn't follow that career path. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's very interesting. That's very, very interesting. Now, tell us, let's move on back to, uh, you did graduate, and uh, tell us about your your life as a convict going to jail. (laughs) You're a felon. Um, Not a felon. Uh, It was expunged from my record, but I did have a DUI, so... It happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to clean up the park or something like that? Nope, I just had to spend 24 hours in a holding cell. It was very cold in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, and here in Austin, Texas, don't drive and drink. Don't drink and drive. Nope. Uber, Uber or walk. Yep. And we're very fortunate. Uh, Maudie's is right here. It's definitely within stumbling distance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the uh, Deep Eddie Cabaret's over here. Yeah. Also within stumbling <laughs> distance. <laughs> You're not driving. No, Whatever the I'm condition. stumbling. <laughs> yeah, you, okay. So uh, when you were in college, what did you, uh, did you have a car when you were in college? I did have a car. That's what why I got car? my DUI. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that makes sense. Um, I had a Chevy Cobalt. It was a little black, a little sporty. Mm-hmm. Car it had a little spoiler on the back. I thought it was. Really oh, it had a spoiler on it. Yeah, for a cobalt. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it was and like the LT Racing Edition. So right. What year fun. was it? It was a two thousand and six, two thousand seven. Oh, okay. Did you give it a name? 
I didn't give it a name, um, but everyone just everyone knew my car when they saw it, so oh, okay. you could hear me coming. I had a really loud exhaust system. <laughs> <laughs> was it a good car? It was a great car. I loved that car. Oh. I ran it into the ground. Ran it into the ground. College, oh, yeah. A college car. Yeah. yeah. I got it when I turned 16, and I didn't get rid of it until I moved here. All right. Uh, did you have a job in college? I did. I had several jobs, um, but my favorite was probably when I was working at J. Crew. Um, oh, I worked at J. Crew mm -hmm. uh, Retail. Yeah, it was a lot of fun working there. Um, we would come and do like all the window displays to like flip everything yes. to make all like the winter Christmas displays. Right. It was really fun. Right, right. Well, you have to be pretty creative and uh, get all make those displays good because mm -hmm. you have like a little world right there and you have to create all sorts of things and put them in there. Yeah, you have to entice people to come in. So yeah, really and, fun. and you like that? Yeah, it was really fun. I got to like be creative and fold a lot of snowflakes and origami things. So <laughs> <it was> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, that's great. So uh, when did you graduated from college, when did you come to Austin? I moved here on April 15th, 2014. Tax day. It was tax day, yes. <laughs> now, now, why Austin? Why not San Francisco? And why not Los Angeles? Why not Chicago? Why not stay in Phoenix? The Phoenix, all three of those are booming town. Why if they're not up to Denver? Well, Phoenix is really hot. Um, but also, <laughs> my whole family is from Texas, so I wanted to come out here and be back Oh, 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 so, so the family was relocated to Chandler. You were born there, and then they all relocated. Mm -hmm back to Texas. Yes, everyone but my mom and my brother. They're still in Arizona now, but everybody, my grandmother, all extended family, my oh, dad, everybody's oh, here. In the Austin area? Um, I'm about two hours away from everybody, so I have oh. family two hours away in the hill country. I have family two hours north, south, east, and west of Austin, so it's oh, the perfect oh. central location for oh, me. Oh, okay, so you came back here. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, once you got back here, what was your first job after college? Uh, my first job was at an, at an insurance company for Allstate, actually. Doug the neighbor worked for the Prudential Insurance Company in El Paso, Texas. That was my first job after college, so I know all about it. It's a know. good first job. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not very exciting, but it pays the bills. So. Pays the bills and got you started. Exactly, start start what I needed. <laughs> now, uh, that was 2014. How long did that job last, and did you move on to anything else? Yeah, I moved on really quickly. Um, I, insurance was not exciting for me. Um, I moved into um, a skincare company, and okay. uh, that was really fun and exciting. That's kind of how I started my journey on my career path. And you now. would make a great salesman. You have beautiful, charming, <laughs> beautiful skin. Thank you. I thankfully didn't have to sell anything because I actually never used any of our products because they were not great. So I would have made a terrible salesperson. <laughs> I'm too honest. <laughs> <laughs> too honest. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so that leads us on up to... Uh, you had a job in insurance, then you did uh, work for a skincare company. Uh, what are you doing now? Now I am a program manager for a tech startup based in San Francisco. Um, the company is called Woflow. Woflow. Yes. Okay. W O F L O W. Okay. Now, buckle your seatbelts. How did you get from? Political science in college, working at J. Crew, and working at a diner to 
uh, insurance to skin care to now working for remote for a computer geek company. <laughs> How did, what, what transformed in your life to make this happen? It was quite a series of events. Um, I just, I, when I was at the skincare company, I learned all about our tech and so all of our backend tools that we used. Okay. Um, when it was like fielding phone calls or like interacting with um, our clients and just like, I just learned all the tools that we had and all the software. And so um, from there, I was recruited to work on this project where uh, we replatformed everything, put it, updated everything, brought it into the 21st century right, and out right. of the Stone Age. Um, and so once I was kind of done at Rodan and Fields and I had kind of expanded everything there at the skincare company, I went to go work at um, Whole Foods and I was a product manager over at Whole Foods and loved it there. Um, now, product manager, onions, tomatoes. <laughs> no, I was a digital product manager. So I managed um, really all of like the digital assets for the customer care team. So that's like our CRM platform, our customer or customer relation management platform, um, anything on the customer care pages, on the website. So like FAQs, how to use your Prime membership, all of those types so, of things. So working at the skincare company where you worked on the early days of the computer to update their computer. You yeah. learned a few things and that got you a job over at Whole Foods mm -hmm. as a product manager in their computer aspect of their company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and all the digital aspects of um, Whole Foods specific for customer care though. Right, now did you take classes? Did you do go to ACC to take community classes or Texas to take computer classes? No, I didn't take any classes. I learned on the job, I'm really quick. Um, I learn things really, really quickly. I kind of dive full head on into everything that I do and I am really driven to be um, knowledgeable in what I do. Right. And um, yeah, it's just, that's kind of like my driver. I want to be the, I want to understand everything inside and out and poke holes in things and figure right. out how we can make things better. Um, both for in like, the computer world. Yeah, so I mean, it's mainly, I mainly for my, my, what my drive is and what excites me is um, making the end product better for the user. So whether it's right. the, the customer who's placing an order or whether it's the customer service person who has to input all your information and, right. and tag your phone call and do X, Y, and Z to help you and make a better experience, right. I am really driven just to make everything better for everyone. More more slash better. Yeah. That's, te better. That, that's <laughs> Texas talk. More, it's better, bigger, better. Yeah. Yep. More slash better. Texas more talk. Better. <laughs> yeah. More slash better. You know, now that's kind of interesting. Now, the company that you are working for, Woe Whoa Flow. Flow. Mm -hmm. Where are they based again? They're based out of San Francisco. Okay, all right. So, but you live here, so you are doing remote. Yes, I am. I'm happily in Austin. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and you mentioned you have a puppy named I, Peaches. I do. I have a puppy named Peaches. She's a Jack Russell Corgi mix. Okay. So you're around the house remote. Do you do you take your computer and go over to uh, uh, to to the library or something like that, or to uh, Mozart, the coffee place, and sit there on the river, or, or do you, all these things we see that the remote people can do in the ads, 
Do you do that? I do sometimes. Um, I go to Mozart's maybe like every other week just for a day um, right. and just for like a few hours. But I have, there's some other coworkers um, for my company that are in Austin also. Oh. So we will get a co-working space once a week together so we can all still work together in one space and collaborate. So it's cool. really nice to, even though we're remote, we still all come together at least once a week to work together. We're actually working together tomorrow. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. So now, uh, what, what is Woflow? It's uh, basically we deal with big, large data sets for companies. Um, if I had to like really dispel it down, it would be, you know, you have like a DoorDash company that okay. has menus for um, the restaurants that they have on their platform and they send us those menus. We buy magic, uh, technological magic. We turn those menus around and give them into a flat data sets for them to put on their website in very quick time like less than oh, okay so hours. so DoorDash calls you up and says hey we got all sorts of problems take a look at it do, do you reorganize their pages or something like that no. or do you do educate their uh, uh, their geeks who work for the company or no it's more like they have a new restaurant that yeah. signs up so we have Maudie's down the street Maudie's wants to be on the DoorDash platform yes okay Maudie's sends us their uh, well Maudie's will send DoorDash their menu right DoorDash sends us the menu. Yes, yes. We make the menu right. um, and then we send it back to DoorDash Okay. and it's completed. We do it really quickly. Um, if they do it internally, it takes usually like three weeks for them to turn around a menu. Mm -hmm. um, we do it in anywhere from like six to 24 hours, depending on what type of menu it because is. Because you've got the uh, remote workers around the world, right? Yeah, we have um, that. We also use technology to automate a lot of it. So we have um, like proprietary technology that we right. use to essentially have not people do it. We have systems that do it. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Now, how did you get from Whole Foods to Woflow? Was um, there any uh, steps in between? Because Woflow, based in San Francisco, Cisco, Silicon Valley, Geek City. Uh, how did you go from Whole Foods, Austin, Texas, to finding out about these people? Yeah, I found them on LinkedIn. Um, I love Whole Foods. Um, I had a hard time with uh, how big it was. And so I wanted to work at a smaller company. So I eventually just kind of got to the point where I just wanted something different, new change, a new challenge in my life. Okay. Um, and yeah, this definitely provides me with a lot of challenges, but they're fun and exciting challenges. Oh, okay. Now you said smaller company. How big is Woflow? Uh, we have 29 people. You have 29 people. Yeah, <laughs> we're very small. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Uh, do you want to mention a couple of them here on the podcast? So when you send it to them that you're talking about them, let them know you're talking, thinking about them. Uh, who, who do you? Who are you having? Who are you having a lunch or remote work uh, party with tomorrow? Who? who, who? Uh, I'm meeting with one of our accounting people, Sam. Okay. Um, and then one of our recruiters, also Alex. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so, and what is tomorrow's project? Tomorrow we're just, I don't think we have like a big project on hand. Um, I'm working on some migration stuff from one platform to another. So oh, okay. um, we all work very independently. So yes. I'm, in, I'm yeah. in my own kind of space. And again, they're like recruiting and finance. And finance. So, so our paths don't cross very much. It's more so just so we can like build that 
team collaborative. Well, if there's four people there tomorrow, that means what's <laughs> that says ten percent, fifteen percent of the company's having a meeting tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say you rent space, where where do you rent space? Computer space? Uh, do you go to Mozart's again, or the Hula and sit out on the pier, or? go to a park? I don't understand how that works. Yeah, so there's this really cool company called Desk Pass, and um, they, it's for a monthly fee, you can essentially like use a lot of different co-working spaces all around the city. So um, I think we pay like 50 bucks a month and there's like 15 different offices around town. And well, so well, each week we pick a different office. And, and this, is, this is an Austin company? Um, I think they're actually based out of Chicago. And what was the name of it again? Desk Pass. Desk Pass. Yes. And they, you said they have like 15 spots mm -hmm. around Austin? Yeah, they have 15. They're like all over the city. It's really cool. Each space is really, really neat. Most of them are dog friendly. So Peaches always comes to work with me. Good, <laughs> good. Uh, okay. And, and coffee machines. Oh. and. Coffee machines, beanbag chairs, uh, all that stuff we see in the ads and wonder why our computer is not working, but <laughs> because the, the the kids are playing ping pong or something like that, you know, and uh, you know something like that is is what it is. I mean, I haven't seen a beanbag chair yet, but they have some pretty comfortable couches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then that way you network. Mm -hmm, exactly, okay. it's, it's just nice to get out of the house. Yeah, absolutely true. That's. Uh, now, uh, how long have you been working there for? Um, I've been working there since February. Since February? Oh, so you haven't even done a year yet. No, nope, not even a year. Oh, this is great. This is absolutely fantastic. Now, uh, you seem to be very, very busy. You just moved into your house and you want to find a piano and you've got your puppy. And I'm sure you're in, in the situation of hanging curtains and putting pictures up and that sort of stuff. Do you have any hobbies that uh, you would uh, like to pursue once you get any time? Yes, I love baking. Baking? I love eating. <laughs> I have to bake you something sometimes. Yeah. Okay, all right. I love eating. And you did mention music. Uh, are you uh, going to get back to music? Yes, if I can find a piano, I will be getting back into it. But until then, I'll just be singing around my house. <laughs> well, hey, that's how we all started. Exactly. Uh, that's great. And to our podcast listeners around the world, this is Doug the Neighbor, and we are talking with Carlin Biddle, uh, my new neighbor. Her nickname is Pretzel Gal, and she's very, very charming. If you were here, you'd enjoy looking at her and hearing her laugh. And she's looking for a piano. So if somebody's got a piano, she's looking. Okay, this is kind of interesting. Now, we have been under COVID watch. We went through uh, Corona. Omicron, and now there's this new variant that I've nicknamed Moochie Poo. <laughs> Moochie Poo. Well, no one seems to have a name for it or describe what it is, and there seem to be too many variants within that name, so mm. Moochie Poo. <laughs> that works. <laughs> it sticks. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty good. I don't know. You like that one? Okay, so 
uh, now that things are breaking a little bit, do you have any travel plans uh, in the state of Texas that you would like to go to or anything like that? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to going to Big Bend and then to Guadalupe National Park. Oh, um, beautiful out there. Marfa's yeah. out there. Oh, Alpine's out in that direction. Guadalupe Park. It's absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. I was supposed to go for my birthday, but I had a knee injury. So oh, okay. hopefully October I should be good. Oh, okay. Well, when was your birthday? Uh, it was in March. Oh, March what? Uh, March 8th. March 8th. Easy to remember. Okay, mm -hmm. that's good. And uh, this is, so these travel plans out to Big Ben and Guadalupe. Oh, that, that's great. Now, you have led a very interesting life starting in Chandler, Arizona, going to ASU and begging two of the three great questions. Uh, the uh, Who are the people who have inspired you to lead such a good life? Who has inspired you? I think the person that has inspired me the most is one of my former bosses, Lisa Blanda. Lisa Blanda, mm -hmm. okay. She is, she's just been my life coach. She's been my life Sherpa. Um, she's the one who took me from me not, not really knowing what I wanted to do when I was working at the skincare company. Right. Um, she really put me on the path that I'm on now. Okay. And so if it wasn't for her, I don't think I would be like nearly as successful as okay. I am right now or as driven as and I am. And is, is Lisa Blanda here in Austin? She is not in Austin. She's in Liberty Hill, but oh, adjacent. Close enough. <laughs> close enough. Close, close enough. Do you, do you still call her, have coffee with her, stay in touch with her? Yeah, I was at her pool last weekend. So. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. And so now you're thinking of her. Now, that's, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Now... What words of inspiration would you give to a young person, excuse me, who may be a high school student, a niece, a nephew, a younger brother, younger sister, concerning your life that you have led and have done quite well at? What would you tell them? Maybe a high school class, a high school computer class. What would you tell them? I would just tell them to find something that they're really passionate about. Um, I know it's like very like contrived everyone always says like find your passion and you never work a day in your life but it really it's very is true it's very true it's really true if you find something that you really love to do you don't mind working until midnight some nights working on that project um, right right so it's just it's really it's yeah i think if you just find what you're passionate about find what your passion is and of course it's uh, the, the great phrase find yourself you have mm -hmm. to find yourself there may be a few things that you don't like and have to do but you i, I view it as more a situation of you do a few things to find out what you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that. And don't be afraid <laughs> of, of that. I, I, I don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just don't want, you know, unload trucks in the t uh, Texas sun during the summer. I just oh. don't want to do that. I had to do it to support myself oh. through college. You know, so I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's so, good when you're young to find the things that you don't like to do. So that way when you're older and you're yeah, kind of like yeah, stabilizing your yeah, life, yeah, you, you find the things you that, find that you like. Yeah. And that's good. Very wise words. Now, Doug the Neighbor's motto is laughter is the best medicine. And I've been making you giggle here for a while. What is your motto? My motto is just do your best. 
That's Doing all you can do is your best. And so just do everything right. with your best. Right. Uh, yeah. that, uh, that, and those are very wise, wise words. To our podcast listeners around the world, we've been interviewing Carlin Biddle. She is my neighbor, and she has a very, very connected family uh, back to the Mayflower. She is Mayflower royalty in four different ways. And uh, she is a true Texan who went off to Arizona to uh, go to school, live and go to school and then came back to awesome Austin, Texas to pursue her career and is now my neighbor as the pretzel girl. That's we're me. very happy to have her here in the Possum Trot Studios. Now, Carlin, you were very nervous about doing a podcast. This is your first podcast. This is my first podcast. And we're very happy to have you here. How do you do? You, how did you feel? You did. I feel like I did okay. You I, did yes. great. You did yes, it was not as scary as I thought it was. To our podcast listeners, we have been talking with Carlin Biddle, and she is just absolutely fantastic. And she takes her A, B, and K karma vitamins, always being kind. To Car Carlin, Car Carlin, please, thank you very much. Appreciate you being here. High five. Okay. Podcast listeners around the world, call your mother, make her smile. All the best.